Okay, we're going to start. Okay. Good evening. It is uh, Sunday, March uh. 8th, 4.57 p.m. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to News and Brews. Good evening. Um, so just a heads up, um, last week, remember how I forgot to hit record after we took yeah. a bathroom break? Yes. I also missed, I missed recording the National Park story and oh, the no. guy living in the bunker story. Oh no. I know. So I That suck. was such a creepy story. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's okay. There's some missing content last week, which I finally edited and Donovan's getting uploaded today. Good job, Rachel. <laughs> it was a weird week. First week of school. I just yeah. felt really behind and overwhelmed. And Doesn't every mom, though, I'm assuming? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. Thanks. Thanks. I needed that. You're a good mama. <laughs> and an even better person. So, uh, how was your week? Uh, my week was okay. Yeah. Nothing significant on the radar. Um, maybe a little bit surprised that family that like I've never talked to or was snotty to me as a child is crawling out of the woodwork now trying to see if I want to give them my grandma's expensive stuff in her house. Oh, that's, that's yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. So, yeah. um, other than that, yeah. Interesting. All pretty right. laid back week, which is nice. That's good. What about you? Um, it was okay. I worked quite a bit. And was busy with the kids, with school, first week of school. And I had also failed to make, like, all the doctor appointments and stuff before school started. So I had... Wait, you have to make doctor's appointments to get into school? Well, Audrey, because she has that life-threatening allergy. So oh, the doctor has yeah. to sign off on, like, her medication and emergency plan and stuff. So oh. um, I... So she had an eye appointment Tuesday... I had a doctor appointment for Wednesday right after school, so she kind of snuck into school Wednesday. She wasn't supposed to be there. Lisa! Sorry. Put your phone on airline mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I might. Airline mode. <laughs> Delta airline mode right now. Mine isn't on do not disturb either. Now it is. Now it is. We're okay, good. we're good. I'm sorry. And yeah, it was just busy. Busy, busy first week yeah. of school, which is boring. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> boring no we don't do boring here <clears throat> no we do um, exciting hard-hitting news stories <laughs> hard here at news and journalism Bruce. uh so i have a couple fact checks and a vape update oh let's do, do it do you want to hear that do you want to hear my lungs <laughs> 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 yes let's hear oh, it oh man okay Okay, so fact checks. Um, first of all, popcorn lung just going back. <laughs> I didn't expect to see a picture of buttered popcorn. <laughs> it's microwave popcorn. Danger. And I just Googled popcorn lung, and um, this was a question to like a health Berkeley wellness. And uh -huh. is it true that microwave popcorn contains substances that cause cancer? Answer, no, but at least one ingredient, when inhaled regularly, can cause lung damage, which has been dubbed popcorn lung. The suspect chemical is diacetyl, is found naturally in foods such as yogurt, wine, butter, and cheese, but the trouble comes when the synthesized diacetyl added to impart an artificial buttery smell, flavor and smell to popcorn... Uh, so it's also used in some flavored e-cigarettes and in tobacco. Oh, I was just going to say, 
who the hell is huffing microwave popcorn <laughs> to where it's an epidemic? <laughs> Seriously, that's what I thought you were going to tell me. No. So this didn't happen before there was e-cigs. No, I think it did. Cause so this, someone's been huffing microwave popcorn. popcorn lung is older than this e-cigarette story. Oh, I thought it was new. No. Um... No. So they would have to be inhaling this chemical to get popcorn lung. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like, huff, maybe seriously huffing. They're, they're just love the popcorn. smell of microwave popcorn so much. I guess. I don't know. Um, maybe it's like the kids who inhale, like whip it or, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then some vaping leading into that. Um, so the CDC says more than 450 cases of vaping injuries have been identified, many tied to cannabis products. Um, so just it's the problem and awareness is growing since even last week when we covered that. Um, and then one other interesting thing about the vaping is this was crazy. Vitamin E suspected in serious lung problems among people who vaped cannabis. So the, um, okay, it is still a mystery what's causing the cluster of severe respiratory illnesses among people who've used e-cigarettes. Um, the FDA says there have been at least 215 reported cases in 25 states. So this is even um, a different number. So that's the FDA was 215 the cdc is saying 450 i wonder why they're not i don't know i don't linked i don't think they talk very well that's stupid yeah (laughs) nearly three dozen of those cases are in new york state and investigators say that they are now zeroing in on vitamin e as a possible culprit health officials say state labs test detected high levels of vitamin E in cartridges of cannabis vaping products used by people who vaped and suffered severe lung disease. At least one vitamin E acetate containing vape product has been linked to each patient who submitted a product for testing. Vitamin E is usually safe as a dietary supplement or cream, but vaping it could be harmful. And when inhaled deep in the lungs, it can cause problems. Um, the vitamin E, uh, some of it was um, as high as 15, 50% of the liquid in some of the cartridges tested were vitamin E. Wow. So this Who is... Who would have thought? Yeah. This Don't you is, think that's weird? I do. But it's like, it's not... If you think about vitamin E, it's supposed to go topically on your skin. Yeah, it's great for your skin. And then you can take it internally, which soaks into your bloodstream, but it never actually, like, is a vapor inhaled into your lungs. Like, it's... I would think, honestly, I believe them what they're saying. And first of all, the CDC and the FDA need to talk like the FBI and the CIA need to talk. Okay, come on. That's stupid. But... I bet you there's more that they just don't know about yet than just vitamin E. Yeah, or like people haven't um, connected that, oh, this is the person. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of studies, I guess. Um, So also last week we talked about gun deaths in Alaska, and I said Alaska had the highest rate of gun deaths, and I just wanted to double check that I was right, and I was right. Alaska ranks number one in gun death rates. Uh, it accounts for 23.38% of all deaths in Alaska. 
So almost a quarter of the deaths in Alaska are gun related. Um, Death by firearm is 19.8 people out of 100,000 people. Wow. In Alaska. And I noticed our second runner up is Louisiana. That's not a (laughs) state I would have guessed for a second Um, runner up. And unfortunately, death by suicide is the leading cause of gun death in Alaska. In Alaska. I would think that everybody up there is like happy with mm. nature and Be, stuff. When you're a hundred percent in the dark for like four months out of the year, yeah, no, but God, they, I, I mean, they could move if they hated that, right? Maybe. Um, oh, also, there <laughs> there are absolutely no gun restrictions. What? Mm-hmm. So they can just open carry like in the pharmacy, like. Let's Just see. walking around go whenever, to going to a festival, doing whatever they want with I, guns in their I pockets. I believe that there is no Alaska um, <sighs> strongest gun culture ownership. Um, you don't need a permit to get a gun in Alaska, and I I don't think that there's. Um, I think you can just open carry both handguns and uh, AK forty seven rifles. Yeah. Wow. And then we talked about wild horses. Wild stallions. Wild <laughs> horses. Um, so whether they were native to North America or not. Yeah. And yeah. this is what I found. There's an ancient. I knew it. An ancient wild horse that migrated over the land bridge. And it's the. Res- Between Russia and Alaska. Yeah. Um, and the. A geolog- the archaeological evidence of that has been found, but they went ast- extinct like 10,000 years ago. Oh. So the horses, and that's a different genus of horses. So the horses that we find in North America today are horses that were brought over by Europeans. So the Native Americans just stole them? They didn't steal them. I mean, they were given horses, traded oh. horses. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't but like them. even in like uh, you know South America or Mexico, you don't think that they had any horses that migrated into. It says that the the North American horses died out between thirteen thousand and eleven thousand years ago, so mm. the ones that would have been considered native, and they, it looks like they died out at the end of the last ice age, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, so the Europeans brought horses over, and then they just have continued to migrate north up into North America. They're actually considered a feral species. Really? Technically, not a wild native species of feral. the United States. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Maybe that's why they're so easily killing them? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, they're not, it's not like the buffaloes, which were there for hundreds of thousands yeah. of years, and they're part of the ecology of, right, you know, right. The planes and stuff. But it's not like horses are going to hurt anybody. It's not like they are going to eat your sheep or your cats. I mean, no. I don't know why they have to kill them. I just think it's sad. Uh, yeah. They're probably just like trampling crops and stuff, which people just get annoyed with. I don't know. So that's my fact checks from last week. Good job, Rachel. Babe update and fact checks. So I have a little thing to add to your fact check. I just oh. Googled when you were doing the vape update. Um, from breezy.com, it says breezy. That's sorry. That sounds like a website for like middle-aged women who enjoy wine. <laughs> breezy, <laughs> breezy afternoon. No, it's it's caught my attention because this is what I was told is that the vapor is just water. Uh, but they're saying obviously, obviously it's, it's not just not that. I didn't know though. 
I thought that the problem was in the flavored ones because I don't buy the flavored ones because yeah. those are gross. Um, but they're saying there's four main ingredients in e-liquid or juice, whatever you want to call it. Um, they include vegetable glycerin, Ooh. propylene Propyl- glycol. Yeah, that's an alcohol. Liquid nicotine and then whatever flavoring is added to whatever one you buy. Hmm. Um, but I guess the vegetable Glis- glycerin, glycerin I wouldn't want to inhale is that. the most dominant ingredient that, in most like, liquids. That would coat your lungs. Have you ever had, um, you know, like glycerin-based products? Like, like Vaseline? Yeah. Well, no, that's petroleum-based. Glycerin oh. is like, it's really thin and smooth, but it's a it's coating. Like it's not... It's like a moisturizer? Yeah. It's used a lot in moisturizers, but it's not something that... I would want in my lungs because I feel like it would just coat the surface of your lungs. Huh. Yeah, maybe that's what's going on. Interesting. Okay, we'll have to look into that. Are you ready for our brew brews this week? Yeah, why? What? <laughs> okay. Did Bucky's make a brew? <laughs> no, I wish. Dang it. Although I did see this article this week that Bucky's is expanding out into other states, but they're all states in the South. Oh, that's they're sad. Not coming to Washington. They're spreading out from Texas. Washington probably wouldn't even allow them with all their good yummy junk food and um, their have to mega go to soda machine. They put one in Eastern, Eastern Washington, Washington. I would definitely trek over to that one um yeah okay so i went to the store to get that butterscotch remember i told you about the butterscotch soda yeah yeah okay but it's been sold out for like three weeks so they didn't have it so i got this instead I swear to god if you pull out cream soda i'm gonna be so mad <laughs> what is that frosty <gasps> It's a cherry lime. A cherry limeade. And does Sonic make that? A root beer. But look at the little guy, the little like elf. He looks kind of like looks, Santa Claus. He looks like a Santa Frosty. Claus on meth. <laughs> if Frosty. Santa was on meth. And I'm sure there's like, like 85 grams of sugar in each of these bottles. Holy so I only shit. got one so we could. There's 41 grams of sugar in this little <laughs> There's bottle. There's 40 in this root beer one. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have frosty root beer. And frosty cherry lemonade. I, seriously, it looks like, you know, like Let a vintage see. Christmas sign. Like yeah, some, from like the 80s. 80s or I was thinking more like Where did you 60s get this? At the plaza. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I'm going to open them up. What is citric acid like? It's lime juice. It's just from citrus. It's just a preservative. And it also says natural and artificial flavors. <laughs> oh, where's this brewed out of? Hmm. I think it said Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Manufactured Orca Beverage Company. Hey, didn't we do something out of Orca Beverage Company? Like the that other root beer we tried boylan's i don't remember boylan's you have the good memory i'm like your friend um, with dementia yeah, De- De- <laughs> detroit michigan all right okay there's a root beer i you can't want- believe you got these um <laughs> uh, i was really sad about the butterscotch soda being unavailable 
Do you want the bottles or the cups? I don't care. Because neither of us are going to finish these. There's too no. much sugar. Okay, which one should we try first? I want to try the root beer first because okay. I kind of which am one excited. should we try? I want to try the root beer. <laughs> I don't really care what you think. I got <laughs> Never my mind. Heart. I have my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, root beer. Okay, Let's one, do it two, first. three, root beer. That is so sweet, dude. I feel sweet. like they broke apart like those Neko candies and crushed it in I there. I was thinking, remember the little hard root beer candies? Yes. That's yes. what it tastes like. It tastes just like a hard root beer candy. Yeah, it does. That's that you would, so it's sweet. very sweet. It's good. It is good. If I could handle the sugar, I would. I feel like my face was just <laughs> put in a bag of sugar. That's how it tastes. <laughs> And I do like sugar, but wow, that packs a punch. When you're used to drinking diet soda and like seltzer water with no sugar in it, that's just Ooh. in yeah. your face. This is like, I do kind of like the creepy meth Santa package. <laughs> it is meth it's Santa. so funny. <laughs> Look at his eyes. I know. They're crazy. He's got like ice coming off of his If like... I saw that guy in real life, I would definitely go the other direction. <laughs> If I saw a live cartoon, <laughs> yeah, I would freak out. Too. Yeti Santa. Yeah. Okay. Like Roger Rabbit in real life. Let's try the okay. cherry limeade. Cherry limeade. It looks which like Kool Aid. It probably is carbonated Kool Aid. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It, have you, do you ever remember getting those icy machines, you know, with icy, like, cola or cherry flavors with the polar bear on it? I was, I was like thinking, a Slurpee? Yes, yes, So it tastes like melted Slurpee. That's what it tastes like. I was actually thinking of the liquid pixie stick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dude, if you gave this to children, that would be such a bad idea. You know this is marketed towards children. Yeah, with Santa on it. That's a good point. My teeth hurt. Okay. <laughs> It, I'm, mm. I think I have cavities. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That is, um, the root beer is like a nice root beer taste, but this is. It's a lot. This is, <laughs> this is much more cherry and much more limeade than I was expecting. It's right? Like, did you ever do this? Maybe you didn't, but I would like making crystal light. As a kid, I would use like half the water. So it would <laughs> so be more potent. <laughs> Super sugary and yeah. and like syrupy. That's what this tastes like. It's yeah. like if you made crystal light mm-hmm. with half the. We would always make uh, Kool-Aid and Tang. And we'd always put like more sugar, like two cups of sugar per gallon. <laughs> we put like four cups of sugar per gallon. Needs more sugar. Or we had Tang a lot. <laughs> and government cheese. I don't know if anybody I remembers that. I actually love Tang. I did too when I was oh, little. Man. Now I didn't. But we would put more of the powder in there to make it more concentrated. Wow. Or like, oh, you know what this is like? Country time lemonade. Yeah. You know the powder stuff? Yes. And again, I would only use like half the yeah, water. Of course. <laughs> so, so thick. Would your parents find out? <laughs> I think like, there's more. We bought this at Costco <laughs> yesterday. Why is it no, don't use my backup. <laughs> Country time lemonade. Oh, man. Wow. That is, you know, that's an enjoyable bottle. But um, I can see maybe, like, pouring it over a snow cone, like, as yeah. a syrup for the snow cone. That's what it tastes like, syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even in a Route 44, which is 44 ounces yeah. of a cherry limeade at Sonic, there's not even that much flavor. No, 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 no. That's very... 
a lot of cherry and lime. Yeah. Okay. I see why <clears throat> Meth Santa is their sponsor. <laughs> Meth Santa. Oh, man. We need okay. to take a picture of him and put it up so people can see what we're talking I, about. I did take pictures of these oh, bottles. Good. I will post them. Wow. Okay. Well done. That was um, that was a new experience. Yeah. <laughs> My blood sugar is going to crash in like five seconds. <laughs> oh, I forgot your right book If you hear a thud on the floor, you know what happened. <laughs> Rachel tried to poison I'm me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just playing. Okay. What do we have next? Well, it's your turn to go first. Okay. So I am going to cover uh, Hurricane Dorian. Um, I have a couple stories here from um one is from nbr about i'm sure if anybody's been on social media or watched any of the news lately you've heard about (laughs) trump's uh sharpie gate (laughs) about how he used a sharpie to extend dorian's path which was a path from when it was first became a hurricane before it even hit anybody to include the state of alabama which is inland to prove his point that he didn't misrepresent a tweet did you see this yes so you know what i'm talking about i don't i just (laughs) it's gonna hit florida instead of heading north and east like hurricanes always do it's gonna jut west really quickly (laughs) it's gonna strengthen to a category seven wow yeah i saw this and i just i uh what i was blown away was by the fact that he couldn't just say oh i screwed up I miss I misspoke. Why did that blow you away? Have you ever heard him say that? No. Ever? No, but it just seems like the logical thing to do at yeah, this I point. I agree. But there's nothing logical about this man. He so the article talks about how President Trump continues to defend his now four day old assertion that Alabama was once projected in the path of Hurricane Dorian. And has it moved past the point of even hitting Alabama yeah. at this point? I know. Isn't it way north now? Like yeah, in it's, in Canada. it's in Canada now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So but, this is, but, the, but the sad part is this is while the hurricane stalled over the Bahamas <clears throat> for a day and a half. Instead oh. of it passing through in, you know, four hours or whatever, yeah. it stalled in a Category 5 and, and the high end of a Category 5 where it could have been a Category 6 and stalled and they had it for, I don't know, 36 hours. It hit like late Sunday night and didn't move on till Tuesday afternoon. Right. And people are, are, you know, wiped out of everything and going through like tornadic conditions. If that's even a word. I saw this guy who there was a water spout tornado that formed out of the hurricane. Oh, really? And he watched, you know how people have those doorbell cameras yeah. now that link to yeah. their phone? He watched his house get destroyed from his doorbell camera on his phone. Like oh, he my and God. his wife were in safety, but a tornado water spout developed and took their house away. Holy smokes, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was Did you see a video of it? Yeah, I watched the video. Wow, I want to see that. So while (laughs) death and destruction is raining, we're just doubling down on this whole Alabama thing. Yeah, pretty much, because he's really the six-year-old in his brain. Um, And another article from NPR shows satellite imagery of the extent of the devastation uh, flooding in the Grand Bahama Island. I'm looking at a map um, from the... I-C-I-Y-E, something like that. Yeah, sure. 
that is able to take uh, like radar images through the hurricane and the cloud and the rain of the landmass. So there was the landmass of the Grand Bahama Island, and then when you it took a picture as Dorian was over it, and there's only like maybe a fourth, probably less of a fourth of the land mass that's left. Everything else is covered with water. Covered so water. more than three-fourths of the island is covered with seawater. And they're saying that it was up to a 23-foot uh, surge, water <gasps> surge. Oh, man. Uh, whatever that's called. Flood flood surge? I think it'd be, water it'd be a tidal surge. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and I was watching, I think, CNN the other day, and they were showing um, this uh, prison on Grand Bahama. Um, island the police station that's in a mile and a half inland and it was made of concrete not brick and mortar but actual concrete walls and concrete ceilings obviously because they have jail cells in there and they don't want people to get out and it was blown apart i mean you half of half of the building was torn off and you could see inside of the police station where the jail cell was walls were crashed down upon each other and then there was a watermark on the inside of the police station that was 17 feet high Wow. And, and you know, the hurricane was over the island for, let's say, 36 hours. How long was that 17 or 23-foot <clears throat> tidal surge there? Yeah, like, well, because pe- the tides move in and out every six hours, I think. Right. So imagine high tide. Right. In storm conditions moving right. up and then back. Yeah. And the force of that, just up and back. Right. In 36 hours, so that's what, like five tides? Yeah, at least. I mean, uh, and then like 200 mile an hour winds and debris (coughs) and two by fours and trees hitting you in the head. And, you know, it's like a giant tornado is what a day and a half of a giant tornado. Water tornado. Water tornado. Yeah, exactly. So a jail cell and a police station that is going to be probably built quite well um, under a 17 foot flood of water. And um, the water stayed there for quite a bit because it made like this like black mark, mark, yeah, watermark. And I didn't see any other watermarks on there. Wow. Um, so how long was it like that? You know, yeah. I mean, and right now I think the body counts at 44, but they're saying that, you know, a lot there's, of people might have been dragged out to sea and then not be able to be recovered. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people just missing, like from that tsunami years and yeah. years ago where... In Thailand? Yeah, and they just never found the bodies. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's that's probably a pretty good possibility. I just feel bad, you know, for those people. How sad. And there's a lot of poverty there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some rich white people that have some houses or whatever, but most of it is the Bahamian people, and it's not <coughs> like they have a lot, and their houses aren't structurally sound yeah, and building not. codes like we have, right? Yeah, they're not. It's Nothing just Nothing can sad. be drilled down to bedrock and it's there probably is no bedrock it's an island right yeah exactly and then all the while donald trump's trying to defend a a mistweet instead of focusing on these people just just if you're not at least going to cop to the fact that you said alabama just ignore it and move on to the next issue right not make it worse i know but the best thing would just be to say you misspoke but if that's impossible to do then just ignore it and move on to the next thing is that a doubling down he didn't misspoke he got a sharpie (coughs) sharpies correct everything they fix everything oh man don't you know all right what do you got what's your next story okay um so this is actually kind of it's really cool. Um, the source of it is not cool, but I'm actually, this is a very brave story. 
Um, the Stanford sexual assault victim. Remember, we talked about that story when I um, article I had about the teen in New York yes, who yes. was let off easy. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that cherry lime is like <laughs> Are you okay? settled in my throat. <coughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. my cherry. Can we add that to the baby victim? Yes. Gross. Um. So I had brought up how similar it was to the Brock Turner yeah. um, mm-hmm. case out of the Stanford student. Yeah, I remember that. So the Stanford um, sexual assault victim reveals her identity. Wow. So she was known, and this is from BBC. Wait, wait. How many years ago was this that this happened, <clears throat> if you were to guess? I think it was 2015. 16 something like that okay so a while i'd have to look back because i i did talk about it in my fact checks like when he was sentenced and when it yeah 2015 was the assault he was sentenced in 2016 okay okay she was known as emily doe when her victim impact statement read out in the sexual assault trial of brock turner which is bullshit sexual assault yeah he raped her yeah he used his fingers but still it's more than assault Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, if, if, if things were turned around and someone used their fingers on him, what would that be called? Right. Um, read out in the sexual assault trial, of Bo- Brock Turner went viral. Now she has revealed her identity as 27-year-old Chanel Miller mm-hmm. as she prepares to have her memoir published. The case sparked controversy when Turner, then a Stanford University student, was sentenced to six months in jail. He served three. Ms. Miller's book called know my name is being released later this month the memoirs publisher said it would change the way we think about sexual assault forever ms miller a writer and artist from california was known by the pseudonym emily doe during the trial of turner a former star swimmer from ohio um and the case was in san jose california um, so we all know, we know what happened. He assaulted her. The two Swedish guys saw what was happening, chased him down. Jury found Turner guilty of three charges. Sexual, three charges? Yeah. Sexually assaulting an intoxicated victim, sexually assaulting an unconscious victim, and attempting to rape her. Wow. Okay. Um. And he only, who was in charge of, um giving him like the jail sentence that's the judge okay. so the jury finds you guilty or not guilty and the judge has to determine impose your, the punishment yeah determine what your sentence is and usually a sentence like this would have been at least at least a couple years in prison yeah guilty of three different charges yeah and he was sentenced to six months in jail which is not federal prison that's yeah yeah in jail yeah so even a little better um yeah, at Turner's totally. sentencing Ms. Miller addressed him directly with her statement Beginning with the words, you don't know me, but you've been inside me, and that's why we're here today. Boom. It, yeah, like, the full statement was later published by BuzzFeed, garnering, garnering 11 million views in four days. Translated into different languages, it spread across the world and was the subject of public readings, including being read on the floor of Congress. Wow. Um. In it, literature graduate Ms. Miller said she only learned the full horror of what happened when reading the news on her phone. 
Oh my God. So she didn't remember anything. At the bottom of the article, after learning about the graphic details of my own assault, oh. the article listed his swimming times. Are you shitting me? Nope. She was found breathing unresponsive with her underwear six inches away from her bare stomach curled in a fetal position. By the way, he's really good at swimming. <laughs> Fuck them, man. That's so messed During up. During the trial, she set out in the statement, um, in the statement, she was faced a barrage of questions as, what were you wearing? Why were you going to this party? Did you have party... <laughs> Did you party at frats? Are you serious with your boyfriend? She would what? later receive letters from women across the world saying she had given them courage to reveal their own stories of sexual assault for the first time. Aww. Um, while writing Know My Name, published on twenty on the 24th of September by Viking, she found out further details of her own case through court documents and witness statements she had not had access to during the trial. She didn't have access to what happened to her? <clears throat> Not necessarily. Is that no. normal? Well, if the state, because the state's prosecuting the defendant, right? So right. they have to keep a lot of the evidence. Like they can't release it to the public. Yeah, but she is the evidence, I right? Know. I know. Aaron Persky, the judge in the case, was criticized for being too lenient with his sentencing of Turner and was removed from office by voters. Shut Boom! up! Last Booyah! year, after a recall campaign. During the case, he had expressed concern about how going to prison would affect Turner. Fuck him. I bet you his parents knew the judge somehow. I don't know. That there he was he- from Ohio, though. No. Yeah, but they might have been run in the same circles. Like, because kids that send, parents that send their kids to Stanford have money, right? Yeah. And in San Jose, like, that's a smaller community. It's not like San Francisco. Yeah. And if you have money, you run in the circle. It's possible yeah. they knew Maybe. influencers. Maybe. Um, as Why well else as, was he removed? Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to interrupt you. No, 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 you, no but. it's fine. Um, as well as having an impact on the recall campaign, Ms. Miller's statement has also inspired changes in the California state law on sexual assault. Wow. Last year, Turner had attempted to have his felonies overturned, and that was rejected. He will yeah. remain on the sex offender yes. register list. So he has to tell his neighbors when he moves to a new place? Yes, like, ma'am. So I'm... That's so brave of this victim. Totally. Chanel. Um, because you know that with as many people who reach out to her saying that she inspired them to be truthful about their own assaults, there's just as many people attacking her. Oh, yeah. And saying, you know, again, what they said in trial. What were you wearing? Well, you asked for it. You were drunk or whatever. And probably death threats. Potentially. Yeah. So I think it's really brave. I'm glad that she's publishing a book. She deserves to let her story be told she deserves to make some money off of this i agree um because why not yeah how much money was probably taken away and spent and just well it's it's the thing is like how much is your mental health worth right right. because she's forever gonna suffer with most likely ptsd and other issues from this how much is your mental health worth yeah. Right? right. Why shouldn't she benefit financially from this? Because most yeah. likely she's going to have issues in her life where having some financial cushion is going to make it easier to deal with. Yeah. And counseling is not cheap. No. I, is that her? Yeah. Can I see? Yeah. She's cute. She's beautiful. She's so pretty. Wow. She's very brave. I want to read that. When does it release? Did it say? Uh, September 24th. 
that's something no, I'd like name. to read. So what's your second story? So my second story <clears throat> is not a cheery one, no. just kind of kind of in somewhat in line with what you, we were just talking about. Um, there's an NBC News article that was released today, um, and the title of it is In Child Marriage in the U.S.? Question mark. What? Okay, so when I lived in Tennessee, I believe, um, I found out that the legal age of consent is was either 15 or 16, and I was blown away from because I thought – Legal age of consent is 18 no matter what in the U.S. I just no, thought. I don't think so. In no. our state, is it 18? Yeah, it's 18 in our state. Okay, so maybe that's why I thought that. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, it should be, be that way anyways. Yeah. But, like, marriage is a completely different thing. And I guess this really got under my skin because I'm 38, and i am not never been married, never been engaged. And it wasn't until recently, maybe the last couple of years, that I actually started to feel ready to be married until I felt like I really got in touch with who I am and, and grew up and matured and, and went gone through a lot of things mm-hmm. to know who I am to where I wouldn't compromise myself for somebody else, where in the past I might have done that. You know, a lot of girls do that to, to hold on to relationships. They kind of compromise themselves or turn into someone that the guy wants. And I'm guilty of that, unfortunately. But... I'm to a point where I would never do that now. Like there's just no way in hell. Um, And so I didn't realize that child marriage was legal in the U S yeah. As long as you get your parents signature, you can get, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think in our state it's 16 and over. Oh, it is like if, if parents sign off on it. Oh, but you can get married without a parent signature once you're 18. I'd have to look that up. Okay. Another fact check. I'm sorry, Rachel. No, it's fine. So um, the, the, the majority of this article is talking about Idaho because apparently our neighbor oh, state, Idaho, God. has the minimum age for <laughs> couples that want to wed. Kate, you do know my thoughts on freaking Idaho. (laughs) We have very similar thoughts on Idaho. I hate that There is so much weird crap that goes on in Idaho. There are so many polygamous cults, so many neo-Nazi Yeah, the Aryan Nation. There are so many, there's so much weird shit that happens, especially northern Idaho. Yes, agreed. Northern Idaho is like, it should be its own country. I know. It's so bizarre. So different. I totally agree with you. And everyone I've met that lives over there, not everybody, but people that are actually from Idaho, not that had moved there, tend to be very racist. Well, again, I, I've noticed. it's again, it's that Northwest racial yeah. Uh, background. Yeah. Where it was illegal for black people to even live in Oregon to like, remember like the 1920s yes, or yes, something. Yes, yes, Like it's not... It's not an old Ugh, issue in the gross. Northwest. I hate that. I hate that, that that's true. It makes me feel icky, you know, that I live yeah. here and that that's true. You know? I don't know. That's embarrassing. Um, so the, the article begins, a bill that would have ended child marriage in Idaho, which has no minimum age. What? For couples who want to wed. What? No minimum no age? No minimum age. Oh died in the Senate House l- this year. They tried to pass a bill that would give a limit, you know, a minimum age yeah, like limit minimum for children to be married. or 14 or yes. whatever. And this isn't just like a 15-year-old <clears throat> married a 14-year-old. This could be a 40-year-old marrying a 14-year-old. Yeah. 
Um, so Republican lawmakers who control the legislature opposed it, including Rep- Representative Brian Zollinger, who said it went too far. Went too far to what? Yes, I guess. So he said, obviously, I'm against child marriage. The really? GOP lawmaker told NBC Really? News. Because you just voted for child marriage. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, but basically, marriage is a contract between people that shouldn't require government permission. But again, these are the same people who have stepped in to make gay marriage illegal. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I know. So um, it was talking about like the age. I'm trying to, I guess they were talking about um, the divide on this problem has sometimes created unlikely alliances between conservative politicians and liberal leaning groups, including the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. In California and Louisiana, opponents have changed Opponents of change have argued that raising the minimum marriage age is an ineffective solution since other child welfare laws already can prevent young girls from being exploited. And other states such as Massachusetts have raised doubts about the extent of the problem, even as experts note that survivors are often reluctant to come forward. Um, Idaho has the highest rate of child marriages in the U.S., according to a national report. Um, I guess... The Democratic, so the U.S. Democratic sponsor of the Idaho legislation, which would have set the marriage age at 16, said that she thought her bill was a modest compromise, but everyone else disagreed. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And so they're bringing it to uh, the point of like, this is going to prevent older men from exploiting young girls Mm -hmm. or, you know, bringing them into sex trafficking, taking them out of the country and selling them, you know, that kind of stuff. Which, which has, is happening all the time. But Idaho's saying we haven't seen any evidence of this issue of older men exploiting young girls in any way. It happens all the time. Yeah, we were just talking about Drake. Yeah, exactly. It was the classic case of grooming, exactly. meeting girls when they're younger, grooming them into a relationship, and then once they hit that age, suddenly they're dating. Yeah, it goes from that's platonic- weird friendship to dating yeah all of a sudden i thought you were attractive it's so weird Weird. i didn't notice (laughs) how hot you were until you turned 18 yeah yeah it happens all the time yeah i guess in california bill um to set the minimum marriage age at 18 uh failed in 2017 how how is that not just across the board what it should be like would you want your daughter getting married no at 16 no, and I. This is talking. I got married young. Right, I got married so you super understand. young at eighteen. Right, and like looking back, I'm shocked that my marriage has lasted and my relationship with my husband is You're one normal of the and healthy. I'm one yeah. of the few, but it's only because we've both worked really hard you and both have fought. matured a yeah. lot and not walked away from each other while right. maturing. Right, but yeah, like hindsight being twenty twenty. No, I don't want my daughter married at 16, and I would highly, like... And there's a lot of friends in our group that got married young like you, yeah. and now they're all divorced. Every single one of them's divorced. Yeah. Uh, probably eight to ten couples, Yeah, I would think. They're all divorced, except for us. Yeah, because you guys fought really hard and weren't selfish <clears throat> all the time, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, so I don't... Just because it worked in my case doesn't mean it's a good idea right right 
So I don't, I don't understand why people would fight against this. Like eight, even 18 is young to get married. Yeah. Why, why, why not send a minimum age? And these, most of these people are saying at least give us 16. At least give us 16. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, there was an instance where a third, something about a 13 year old. So one of the States, I think I forget what, what state it was. It wasn't Idaho, but, um, the minimum age requirement to get married is 13 for a female and 14 for a male. I know my mother and I know some other women in my family that didn't start puberty, start their period till 14. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a, a, a girl that hasn't even started puberty yet getting married and then having to deal with starting puberty with her husband of one year and dealing with, I mean, like, that's just like, what? That just blows my it's mind. How? Yeah. What in the world? And, you know, the reason for eons people got into relationships and they married young because we only lived till we were like 32 right so our chances of reproducing we had to do it yeah because we got eaten by bears and stuff (laughs) right or the plague took us yeah totally but in the modern age and we're talking the last 200 years where lifespans have been increasing x like doubling yeah there's no reason to have to get married at 13, 14, 15, 16. There's no reason. And most people aren't mature enough to make that big of a decision. They're usually making decisions based off emotion. Yeah. Right? And if they're being groomed by some creepy-ass 35-year-old right? dude, then that's, ugh. This, ugh, Idaho. See? God. Isn't it gross? It's so gross. Oh, my God. Why, Idaho? I don't know. I, I'm just... I guess there's um, a couple states that doesn't have a minimum marriage age. It's not just Idaho. I guess that's like a few of them. That doesn't, I would think most of them are in the south. You would think Idaho's not in the south. I know. Idaho is like the south of the north. (laughs) So in New Hampshire, it took Cassandra Levesque and other advocates several tries, several, so at least seven, right, Seven Holy tries cow. to raise the minimum marriage age to 16. Wow. Several tries. That's so sad. I I don't, I guess, I guess, so this it was New Hampshire that was the state's minimum marriage requirement age was 14 for boys and 13 for girls. That was New Hampshire. Jeez. That's a pretty progressive state, I would assume. Yeah. Never been there, but I'm just I, guessing. I'm just shocked. I'm going to guess that all these people that voted against on a minimum marriage age also voted yeah, I would like to know. Like, I'm. Uh, my guess is that it's all um, the same people who were against legalizing same-sex marriage. And yeah. Same people who are state shouldn't get involved in marriage. Yeah. Are the same people who are the state should <laughs> determine what marriage is? Like, what? what in the world? I just I don't understand. How? How would you? If if anything, you'd be protecting these young minds. Yeah. You know, maybe 100 years ago, 200 years ago, women and men matured faster and they probably did because they had different responsibilities. But we're talking about 13-year-olds that are on Facebook and their smartphones and they're all about shopping and watching the Kardashians. Like, they have no idea what real life is like. Right. We're not talking about a 13-year-old 200 years ago who's been right taking care of the household since she was eight. Which right. is not, it's not something that's great or advocating right. for. But, I and again... The life expectancy. There's no yeah. need to get married at 16 no, anymore. There's not. I mean, what? What's the harm in waiting? What's yeah, the rush? I don't know. 
I don't know what the harm would be in putting a minimum. Like, what's the problem with putting a minimum yeah. age? If you're just protecting girls. Like, who... Yeah, but instead you're protecting men who want to marry 14-year-olds? Pretty much. That's what it sounds like to That's me That's what this it article. sounds like to me, too. That's super gross. Ugh. Yeah. I guess um, this lady that was... Uh, talking about the New Hampshire laws that she was finally able to win on after several tries. She said, we're asking the legislature to repeal a law that's been on the books for over a century. That's been working without difficulty on the basis of a request from a minor doing a Girl Scout project, he said. It's just like, (laughs) I don't know. I I don't have any more words for this. Wow. Um, Oh, here it is. Idaho and California are not alone in not having a minimum marriage age. A majority of states which issue marriage licenses allow 16 and 17-year-olds to marry and a few 14 and 13-year-olds. Louisiana is one of them. Virginia. Oh, no. Virginia became the first state to put its marriage age into law. More than half the states had no minimum age fixed by statute. Wow. So, I, I, I... I didn't I never knew about this I just assumed and that was dumb on my part yeah I guess I wasn't really aware of that either I knew that there was the age of consent legal age of consent but then there's also you could have a marriage certificate signed by your parents if you were under the age of 18 but I didn't know that there was no minimum age for marriage who would marry off a 13 year old what parent would do that I don't know it's not like you need it's, a dowry it's or clear, something. Well, no, it's clear that has nothing to do with the person getting married. It has to do with whoever wants to marry them or the parents who are like, yeah, you marry my daughter and we get, you know, your farm or like it's yeah. basically a dowry situation. Like yeah. what other reason other than financial gain would a parent have None. for signing their daughter over to None. get married at 13? None that I can think of. That's pretty messed up. Uh, yeah yuck you know my friend kenna who lives in idaho yeah she lives in sun valley which is like yeah yeah hollywood yeah yeah but she has this shirt cracks me up it's a shirt that says idaho Utah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny isn't that funny that is funny but yeah her. northern idaho man that's the place remember like a lady had a loaded gun in her purse and her baby pulled it out of her purse and shot and killed her in a Walmart. I don't in remember Northern that. Idaho. This happened like three years ago. I'm not surprised. God, That's like, horrible. I don't mean to laugh. There's so much weird crap that happens in Idaho. Yeah. I'm, it's weird. It's like Florida, but yeah, Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Idaho's just like Florida, yes. but for the Northwest. Yes. It, well, it's very remote. What if we made posters, like <laughs> travel posters? Come to Idaho. Sister states. Like Florida, <laughs> but north. <Yeah. laughs> that would be good because there's so much, I think, like like Florida. Like, it's like the Wild West. It's very private. Yeah. Not a lot's monitored. A lot of people are hidden. Yeah. And you know that Idaho, they have no homeschooling regulations. Like here in Washington, if you homeschool, you still have to get your kids tested to make sure that they're testing at grade level every year. Idaho doesn't have any of that. That's really sad. You can say your kids are homeschooled and not give them any sort of education at all. That's super sad. Yeah. Get away, Idaho. We need to build a wall between Washington and Idaho. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And make Idaho pay for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that with that's super true. We're we gonna can start lose. at Big L's, <laughs> Big L's Red Barn. Let's see that. We're gonna lose our whole Idaho fan base. I know. <laughs> Darn. The only thing good about Idaho is Silverwood, man. True, true, huh? And Lake Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, that's pretty. But um, even that hotel, as nice as it looks from the outside, that hotel so I was sexually assaulted in that I hotel. No, you man. were. I don't want to go club. back. Yeah, that was creepy. And yeah. there's a thong man who hangs out on the oh, beach at Coeur d'Alene. Remember thong man? I do. How can I forget? It's like seared in my <laughs> it's eyeballs. Like Seventy five. Yeah, and isn't it like an or- bright, bright orange, orange thong? No, one time he was wearing zebra stripes too. Remember? Ooh. <laughs> Banana hammock for sure. <laughs> so Silverwood. Is the only good thing about Northern Yeah, Idaho. Silverwood's fun. If yeah. If we could just build a tunnel to Silverwood. Yeah, that would be <laughs> under great. Under the wall. Yeah, that would be. If they could just move to Silverwood to like north of Spokane, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so my last story is um, actually involves somebody that I know. Oh. This is um, the Seattle Times. And I found about this story because um, one of my son's friend's mom posted it on Facebook. And she's somebody that I've known since the boys were in um, preschool. Yeah. So Donovan's 16. So they went to preschool at three. So I've known her for like 13 years. Super sweet family. They've had a really, really tragic last couple years. Um, yeah. Where her mother-in-law passed and father-in-law passed suddenly. Her son, who's my son's close friend, had a tragic accident last fall and he's alive and recovering but his life was altered and then recently in this last year um, her mom passed which I knew but I didn't know the circumstances and then she shared the story which is in the Seattle Times wow and so the Seattle Times says public crisis private toll the hidden costs of the mental health industry expansion how a company's push to expand psychiatric care brought peril. On the first of Rosemary Torgensen's 99 days as a patient at the Smoky Point Behavioral Hospital, her children felt the placement was especially promising, even providential. Rosemary, 78 years old, had come to the brand new psychiatric hospital in Marysville in a state of delusion, believing that a divine voice was instructing her not to eat or take medications. Oh, you know. She had been involuntarily committed at least 17 times before and had always been stabilized, returning to a routine centered on church and prayer. Smoky Point was the first newly built psychiatric hospital in Washington State in decades, um, drawing patients from all over the state. It happened to be a short drive from where Rosemary lived with one of her seven children. Governor Jay Inslee himself had attended Smoky Point's ribbon cutting, praising its executives for expanding access to mental health care. Isn't it a joy that we know that hundreds of Washingtonians are going to get better because of the Smoky Point Behavioral Hospital, (laughs) Inslee said at the July 2017 event. So this place opened two years ago. That's why I've never heard of it. The Torgensons couldn't have known that a week before Rosemary, a week before Rosemary was admitted in March 2018, state inspectors had found problems so grave that they created a high risk of serious harm, injury, and death. What? So what did they do? They shut him down? They didn't know. They didn't know about patient safety lapse 
they, so they, the family, didn't know about patient safety lapses that authorities had documented at other hospitals run by the same company, a for-profit firm called U.S. Health Vest. Oh, my God. But as weeks turned to months, they grasped that something was profoundly wrong with their mother's care. Rosemary had arrived high-stepping around the hospital. Three months into her stay, she couldn't walk, had developed a dangerous wound from being bed-bound, and appeared alarmingly gaunt. As the Torgensons pressed for more treatment options, the hospital staff suggested hospice care be allowed, um, hospice care to allow her to die at home. Her family was stunned. She didn't go in there for hospice care. No, she went in there for mental health treatment. What the fuck? I I got her in there when she was perfectly healthy, recalled her son, Douglas, who had been her primary caretaker. Now, he said, just she looked she just looked half dead right there. Oh, my God. U.S. Health Fest is at the vanguard of a quiet transformation in how patients receive care for mental health and drug addiction in Washington state. Since 2012, the state has approved um, or expanded 10 private psychiatric hospitals, nine of which are for profit. This expansion will add more than 850 inpatient beds in a state with one of the highest rates of mental illness and least capacity to treat it, holding the promise of specialized care for patients who often land in jails or hospital emergency rooms. Without doubt, the addition of Smoky Point has provided much-needed mental health care to patients in an underserved area. Yet the state's early embrace of U.S. Health Fest after Washington's own failures to meet patients' needs has brought a new peril into the system, a model proven to deliver profits that has routinely failed vulnerable patients, an investigation by the Seattle Times has found. Smoky Point's first chief executive with no medical license would weigh in on which patients to admit. What? Patients with serious medical conditions worsened while waiting for treatment that the hospital couldn't provide. Executives failed to boost staffing despite pleas from employees and findings by regulators that conditions were unsafe. As Smoky Point executives prepared for inspections, they repeatedly instructed nursing staff to fill in records that were incomplete or missing from patient files, even when it would have been impossible to accurately recall details according to internal records and interview with staffers. At another U.S. Health Fest facility in Georgia, law enforcement accused the staff of covering up their own neglect of patients and fraudulently documenting care. That is so illegal. The problem at Smoky Point and three other of the seven psychiatric hospitals U.S. Health Fest operates across three states surfaced in a review of thousands of pages of state health and law enforcement records, internal documents, hospital records shared by patients and their families with the Times, and interviews with roughly two dozen current and former employees. Last year, Smoky Point's own incident log showed 88 assaults, 33 discoveries of contraband, and 26 employees' injuries. It's hard to compare this record with other private hospitals, which don't publicly disclose incident rates. But it stood out to regulators for what was missing, other assaults, suicide attempts, medication errors that weren't logged into the system or investigated. So the 88 assaults, that was at one hospital or? This is Smoky Point one assaults like on the patients from the nurses uh doesn't specify could be oh my god patient to patient they're just locking them up and collecting all the money exactly well how else how else would a perfectly physically now mentally no physically healthy 78 year old woman 
go in, walking in on her own, and ends up three months later in hospice at home to die? Didn't, didn't you say that she had like broken bones or some like injuries to her? I thought I had read that, but I could have been. I could have been. I just can't believe that because I've had a, <clears throat> my own experience with a family member who's been to multiple mental health hospitals in the area um, and have stayed, you know, two months at a time in some scenarios. Um, and thank God this person got better through antipsychotic medications and counseling and therapy and stuff like that. Uh, but it took a long time and many, mm-hmm. many different trips. And this person did end up in a 72 hour hold at a hospital or in a jail cell um, because this person couldn't be controlled and was seeing and hearing things that weren't there and not eating and getting desperately thin mm-hmm. um, because paranoid that someone was trying to poison him. So um, I've had I've been through that, but I don't, maybe I didn't ask enough questions or usually people that are uh, mentally ill severely like that aren't going to tell you if they're being abused or neglected because their mind is in so many other places mm-hmm. that they're not even able to take record of something like that, which is super sad. And obviously this company is for profit. So they're all about making the dollar bill and don't give a shit about the patients and to lie on charts and to falsely f- forge them is so illegal. And, and if they've been inspected last year and they found, you know, these things that would gravely ill or endanger patients, why didn't someone flag them or shut them down or why isn't anything being done? Yeah. Why was the, ins- the inspection results like posted but nothing done like this woman was admitted a week after the inspection results were like posted is what it said i want you know obviously their family didn't read this or the see the posted results right yeah so i i am just appalled that they're not being shut down like hopefully this this seattle times article will prompt more invest like literal investigations about like with someone who could do something about it yeah i don't know i just don't see any good thing coming out of a for-profit mental health situation personally yeah so here's the thing so what it looks like okay what it looks like is the family brought her there and she was admitted without them being able to actually care for her because of how old she was. So hold on, listen to this. A county mental health worker who evaluated Rosemary in March 2018 determined she was gravely disabled, meaning her disordered mind presented a serious threat to her physical health. A judge agreed she met the criteria for involuntary commitment. The question was where to send her. At Smoky Point, 
Whenever there was a question about whether it was appropriate to admit a patient, the chief nursing officer would consult with the hospital's chief executive, Matt Crocker, who held no medical license, according to state records. A physician's assistant told inspectors last year that some patients were admitted after a doctor had ruled them too medically fragile to accept. So what it looks like, and this article is really, really long, and there talks about other victims... Besides Rosemary, some of the victims are from other um, hospitals in different states that the same company owns. But basically what happened, unfortunately, to Rosemary is she was not just mentally ill, but I guess like elderly, and they, they didn't have the ability to care for her medically. Right. So they agreed to admit her knowing that they didn't have the resources or facilities to treat her medically. So in a timeline, she's admitted March 22nd. On the 3rd of April, they sent her to Providence Regional Medical Center for abnormal labs. On April 6th, they send, um, they recommend Rosemary be sent to a more medically, a medical psych unit, but she's never sent. April 20th or April 24th, Smoky Point sends her back to Providence for the second time for refusing to eat. May 6th, Smoky Point sends Rosemary to Northwest Hospital to be evaluated for admission, but she is returned that day after being medically cleared. What? May 28th, Smoky Point sends her to Providence's ER for the third time for abnormal labs. June 16th, Rosemary falls at Smoky Point and is taken to Cascade Valley Hospital where she's diagnosed with a broken arm. Smoky Point sends her on June 19th to Providence's ER again for the fourth time um, for refusing to eat or drink. Why she's not admitted to the hospital at this point is like... Beyond me. Beyond me. Yeah. June... Uh, 20th, Smoky Point record records refer to her as being bed bound. June 24th, Smoky Point records records show she has developed a bed sore. June oh. 28th, Smoky Point sends her to Providence's ER for the fifth time for refusing to eat or drink. Um, Smoky Point sends her to Providence a sixth time on June 29th and refuses to accept her back. So she dies in Providence. Providence's physicians discover she has a broken right hip. So she fell twice. So July 18th, they discover she had had a broken hip four weeks prior. And on June 20th, Rosemary Torgensen dies from malnutrition. Couldn't they, since she was involuntarily committed, couldn't they force her to have a feeding tube and and like IVs for hydration? The thing is, is they didn't have the facilities for that. So they agreed to accept her as a patient without actually having the facilities to care for her as a patient who needed more than just mental care. Yeah. She needed medical care, too. Why the hospitals didn't pick up on this? Maybe that <clears throat> the the mental institution lied on why they were sending her to the hospital. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Not um, And then like the ex- uh, in this article, it talks about when the state inspectors were coming, the hospital staff, like they had all these patient records that were incomplete because people hadn't filled them out with sticky notes everywhere. Oh my God. And they were told, take those sticky notes out. So it's not flagged that these are incomplete records. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. So this is a huge article and it goes really deep. Um, 
and there's more victims than just um, my son's friend's grandma. There's victims across this the nation. Um, and I mean, the whole mental health system is broken. You oh, know, definitely. Uh, but someone needs to be losing their job. Yeah, I. I would really encourage the Torgensen family to seek, if they haven't already, I'm sure they are seeking legal action, yes. civil yes. legal action against this company. Definitely. Because it's their fault. Yeah. Because if they weren't able to care for her, they should have said, we can't care for her here. Instead of thinking, yeah, oh, we'll take money. her. Yeah, because yeah, it's a for profit. Yep. So sad. I didn't even realize there was for profit mental health situations like that. I, I I just assumed I didn't either. They were all like, I, I don't know what I thought. I just but it well, ha- like, um, like Providence, it's not a state-run hospital, but it's not a for-profit hospital right, either. Right. Right. I think it's owned by like the Catholic Church or something. Yeah. Like, I it's think a you're not-for-profit. Right. Yeah. Hospital. So I thought that was like the only their state-run. Yeah. Or government-run, like yeah. county hospitals, general hospitals are usually run by cities and stuff. Yeah, like Western. Yeah. Or there was not for profit, like yes. Providence or St. Jude's. Yeah. Or like um, hospitals like the UW, which are connected with a state school. Like yeah. I didn't realize there were private hospitals. Because if you're trying to profit off of somebody's lack of mental health, like how. You'd want to. It just seems broken. Like, you make money for them being there, so why would you ever want them to leave? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a weird... But that makes sense of why they would take people they can't really help, because they just want the money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's quite a few How suicides sad. that have happened there. Oh. Like, this, this is more than just about um, Mrs. Torgensen. Um, God rest her. There's other victims besides her. How are the patients able to get in a mental hospital? How are they able to this get anything to kill themselves? This one girl in a Georgia hospital, she was left. They knew she was suicidal, and she was left alone in her room for an hour. And nobody checked on her. She wasn't on suicide watch or anything. She died 18. Oh, that's so So, sad. I mean, this article, it's um, we'll definitely link it when we post it, but it's really sad. Very so. But it's good that that's being, that's I'm glad the Seattle Times or, yeah. yeah, that that's a, on the front page because mm. more needs to be talked about that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just like the race issue, sexism, assault, discrimination until just like that, until we start talking about it and acknowledging that there's a problem. Right. It's never going to change. Same with no. mental health. We need to start talking about it. Right. And being okay with the fact that people are mentally ill yeah, and changing the system of how to help them and treat them. Right. I completely agree. Instead of serving the almighty dollar, let's serve people. Yeah. Okay. Well, what... Let's do what we did. Um, Well, what is piquing your interest or making you smile this week let's see um my doggy's really been making me smile this week oh yeah yeah i've just as more time goes on i get more and more attached to that little butt like she's such a stubborn little fricker but 
I, I really love her and she's just become very attached to me now that I've been taking her on longer walks in the evening and yeah um like she wants to sleep with me but I won't let her because I just can't stand the dog hair on my bed and yeah I don't blame you she's like waiting for me to release the gate at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> so she can come up and it's it's sweet she's I, I love her dang it <laughs> I tried not to but I love her <laughs> What about you? You're getting a new puppy, yeah? Yeah, I got word on Tuesday that our new puppy was born. Yay! So we get to get her on October 25th. I'm super excited. It's too far away. <laughs> I know. Can't I get her tomorrow? Puppy snuggles. So, uh, yeah, my puppy was born. Um, I did watch uh righteous gemstones justin and i have watched the first two episodes was it not hilarious oh was there parts that made you cringe a little yes. bit though because the blasphemy you know super what I mean? super cringy but i was reading an article and the guy who wrote it the older brother yeah he was he made a good point that he said you know it, my point in this is not mocking religion or belief it's mocking the hypocrisy yeah found within right. religion and right belief. right um, totally which i totally can appreciate because yes. i have you know i have a deep belief but i am so like tainted from what i went I through know. in two different churches that i'm just like yeah it i just don't have an interest at this point in my life to be involved in any sort of right structured religion right but it doesn't mean I don't have a faith. Right. So I can totally, I can totally appreciate that. But it is so, like, isn't it freaking hilarious? So outrageous. But oh my but God. it's so true. Oh, that part at the first episode when he runs them over in the parking oh, lot. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like I wasn't expecting that. I did not see that coming. I <laughs> mean, this really rarely that a show surprises me with like a plot twist or something because yep. I can kind of track like yeah. signs and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god! Like I jumped out of my seat. Yeah. It was so. Did yeah. Justin like it? Yeah, he did. did he isn't it funny it. how they're always like not letting the girl go on trips or talk yeah. or be in any leadership because she's a woman? Yeah, I like her fiance. He's always hiding in the house because they're not supposed to be living together. Yeah, sex before marriage. And now he's got a nose job. Yeah, oh my God. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. So that did, yeah, that did make me laugh. And then I listened to the Confronting OJ podcast that you recommended. Yeah. I listened to all the episodes. You and finished it? I finished it. And it's so good. Like, I remember the case as a kid. Yeah. And I always remember thinking, um, like, oh, that this Ron guy was Nicole's boyfriend. And all these misconceptions. Right. right. About the case. And then you hear about what was held back from the criminal trial yeah. and what was like all the evidence was pretty much held back <laughs> um but the blood and dna evidence wasn't and the jury still like acquitted him i just think that ron goldman's sister kim is really brave yeah and the episode where they played the phone call between her um publisher her co-host and oj's lawyer just it made me sick to my stomach that guy is such a slime ball he was Douche mocking bag. her because of her tw number of twitter followers yeah are you kidding me like yeah. he's mocking her about her number of twitter followers like yeah <laughs> he hates her because oj hates her yeah 
Yeah. But um, they made a really good point in the podcast where, and they, I guess they brought this to light in the civil trial where he was found responsible for their deaths, that if he really wasn't guilty, you look at the evidence and Ron Goldman was trying to save Nicole. He was right. fighting off her attacker. Right, right. Wouldn't OJ, the supposed man who loves Nicole, be grateful to the man who defended Nicole to his death? No, because wouldn't I'd... he have been humbled and grateful to the family and the man? Right, but I think but... OJ was so jealous that he automatically thought that they were sleeping right, together. Right, but that's, or something. that was the point that they made in the civil trial was right. if J- OJ's innocent, right? Why is he so hostile to the Goldmans? Right. And so disrespectful. Right. Because this man defended Nicole with his life, gave right. his life for Nicole, a woman he was an acquaintance with. Right. Like they went to the same gym and she ate at his restaurant. Yeah, exactly. And he was just being kind and returning sunglasses on yeah. his way home from work. Right. So why isn't OJ like humble and grateful to this man? Instead, he's openly mocks him and hostile towards his family. And writes, and writes a confessional book if I did That's not it. the behavior of somebody who's innocent, innocent and grieving their wife. That's, that's the, the behavior be- of a psychopath. He's such, he is a psychopath. For sure. No doubt. Like he is the poster child. Yeah. Of a psych- I mean, for him to even write the book, if I did oh it. Oh my God. And the journalist who I was like, I kind of had the same gut reaction when I heard about this book being released a couple years ago. I was like, who would write that book? What a sleaze bag. But then I listened to the journalist and I was like, okay, I can kind of see his point of view. And then the fact that they got it, the rights to publish yeah. taken away from OJ. I know, it was awesome. I was like, that's so amazing. And then they wrote the last two chapters. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, yeah, I was like, that's Her awesome. and her dad. Yeah. Yeah, and that they um, were able to shrink the if yeah. inside the eye. So it just said, <laughs> I did I it. I did it yeah. on the cover. I know. Yeah, that's... and that he tried to create these fake Shell offshore companies, companies with yeah. his... His kids, all the profits are going to go to his kids. And yeah. he did get like the first payout and none, not a dollar went to his kids. No. It was all for him. Yeah. He's such a selfish asshole. He is a psychopath. Seriously. Um, so after I listened to that episode where the lawyer was just mocking her for her Twitter following, I reactivated my Twitter account so I could follow her. <laughs> just for that. Like I haven't been on. Supporter. Yeah. Just the supporter because yeah. I do think what she did was really brave. Damn, um, definitely. And she shared all her raw emotion yeah. of missing her brother and feeling sad. Yeah, and talking to people like on the jury and just letting them talk and not like Being arguing prejudiced. with them. And even though she said, you know, I highly disagree with their opinions and I don't uh, like what they did, I was letting them talk. She respected them. Yeah. Yeah, as human beings. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was well worth listening to. Definitely. Um, anyone, I mean, anyone just interested in learning a little bit more as to how the criminal justice system works. Um, or how the trial really happened how, and what really, what the evidence really was. Yeah. Like the DNA evidence is irrefutable. Yeah. Um, and just how important it is to like, it's so messed up, but like, um, 
presenting your case. It's almost like you have to entertain the jury, keep mm-hmm. them captivated, mm-hmm. which is really sad. I can't believe the thing I couldn't believe because I've told you about my story where yeah. I sat on a jury and it was a three day trial. Right. And we deliberated for almost two hours. Right. They del- after nine months of trial, they deliberated for three and a half hours. Yep. That's ridiculous because they wanted out of there they did they were held hostage and i get why they want out of there but they again they let a murderer go free and he's victimized other people since then yep yep and that's because it's their fault yeah oj would not have been free to hold a gun to that guy's head right in vegas right kidnap him yeah who knows what else he's done oh totally yeah that hasn't been caught on video yeah, so breaking news, O.J. Simpson is human trash, everybody, just in case you <laughs> yeah, didn't know. pretty much. The juice God. is sour. So that, like, I was blown away by that podcast. Me too. Blown Me away. too. 25 years later, you find out all the stuff that really happened, and yeah. you're like, no wonder. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been a busy week. It's been super stressful. Not a lot made me smile. Other than my puppy and the two episodes of Witch's Gemstones that I watched. The um, fourth episode, I think, is on tonight. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So we need to catch up. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else that you want to touch on, recommend, or get out there before we sign off for the night? No. I want to get out of here, Gary. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Other than my idea for tank tops called the Pod Squad. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. I think that'd be cute. And I think, we again, we should start a travel agency for northern Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> like Florida, but north. Like oh. north Florida. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be inside a polygamous commune? <laughs> you know they have the most polygamous per capita. Yes. Than even Utah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where a lot of them went to. Yeah. To hide after getting kicked out of Utah because the LDS church had to change their stance on polygamy right. in order to gain statehood. Right. So a lot of them took off to Idaho to oh, be with their Idaho. 50 wives. I'm going to start my own religion where I can have 50 husbands. <laughs> Reverse polygamy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and with that, stay informed, stay hydrated, but don't drink the Kool-Aid. Good night.